wonderful friends, welcome to Fate FM Drive Time Big Q&A. This is the program where we respond to difficult questions concerning God, faith, contemporary religion and the Bible. And where we look at the world religious trends in the light of Bible prophecy. I am Nick Rita, your host. Thank you for tuning in today. Stay with us for this hour as we are going to have a bit of a special edition. Uh, uh, you know, that's the time of the year where we talk about different things. And uh, this is uh, talking about, about the, the birth of Jesus, uh, Christmas. And it's good to have with us also in the studio here, Tracy Papandreou. Uh, Tracy is our uh, regular um, co-host here on uh, Faith FM. Uh, very passionate um, servant of the Lord Jesus Christ to share the good news with as many people as possible. Welcome to the program, Tracy. Thanks, Nick, and hi to all the listeners. Look, look forward to um, this period that we're uh, enjoying right now, and I hope you're uh, enjoying it as well. Yes, it's good to have also a bit of time off, you know, from all other um, duties, and um, yeah, it's, it's nice to mm. to be able to come together even as families where it's possible and uh, I know there will be many people who cannot uh, experience uh, the unity of family or, mm. or other things because we live in a very uh, volatile uh, world Tracy these days and lots of things happening and even as some people are thinking are very busy you know what to put on the table for these uh, events you know Christmas and New Year and so on and so forth there are so many other people that they have in mind totally a different thing they have in mind maybe just how to survive the day or yeah. how to get out of some really troublous uh, things. Yeah. And I'm thinking of the wars going on uh, these days and uh, yeah, it's not easy. And let's remember them uh, mm. as we are talking about uh, uh, this um, period of time. And most important of all, we are talking about the birth of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, mm. the Redeemer. And it would be better, it would be nice if we could uh, remember more about that event rather than commercially, uh, you know, talking about um, this period of the year. But, uh, hey, uh, my dear friend listening today, uh, you see, you can be part of this program. You can just send us a text message. You can... Uh, uh, Maybe send a, a comment or even a question or uh, maybe a prayer request. And the number where you can do that is zero four triple eight eight zero eight double one. Please have this number um, safe there somewhere because we are coming with an offer which we have for today. And uh, we'll come a bit later with um, the code which we have for this offer. It's a wonderful book uh, entitled uh, Knowing Jesus, Knowing God by David Marshall. We'll come back to that one a bit later on. But yeah, as I said, uh, uh, why not to be part of this program? Send us a text message. It will be very good to have you with us. Uh, I'd like today to uh, just um, maybe ask this um a question, uh, Tracy. Is the Christmas story still relevant? Yeah, well, I think before we talk about if, is the Christmas story still relevant, uh, maybe a good idea is to talk about 
what is the Christmas mm. story? You know, when we talk about the Christmas story, we're talking about the nativity story. Um, and that's about the birth of Jesus. Actually, it's a story that tells about the conception and birth of Jesus Christ. And throughout the many centuries of Christianity, the Christmas story has developed into a yearly tradition and is central to the celebration of Christian Christmas in the in the Christian faith. Nick, if it's okay with you, what I'd like to do today is to actually go through and look at those scriptures because that would be really good. You know, when this period of the year comes along, we can easily get dragged into a lot of stuff mm. that has nothing to do with what we believe this period of time is about and what the Christmas story is about. So I'd like to, if that's okay with that's, you, that's very spend good, some time uh, to look at that. That's a very good thought, um, Tracy, because as you said, it's not about we or uh, them or whatever. It's about the reality, the truth. Uh, what uh, caught my attention, Tracy, is that um, people who don't even believe in God, they don't have a... Connection, you know, we got, they still celebrate Christmas or something like that. Countries like, um, I know uh, I came from a ex-communist country in Romania, but for example, communist China or other, they will celebrate Christmas and, but they will say that God doesn't exist. Yeah, which tells you that they're celebrating something different to what we're celebrating. But celebrate the we, same, the what, same commercial uh, aspect. And what we understood mm-hmm. this, this period to be about. Uh, and, and it's really, you know, it's in asking people that you begin to understand what different people think about about mm. this whole period. And and that informs some of the things that I'm going to talk about later, Nick, about what I personally believe as a Christian we need to uh, do our best to avoid mm. during the during mm. this period. So let's just take mm. a look at the at the scriptures that relate to this story. Um so I'm going to start in Luke one, twenty six to thirty eight. And this is about where Christ's birth is announced to Mary. And it starts, Now in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. The virgin's name was Mary. And having come in, the angel said to her, Rejoice, highly favoured one, the Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. But when she saw him, she was troubled at his saying and considered what manner of greeting this was. Then the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favour with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bring forth a son, and shall call his name Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Highest, and the Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there will be no end. Then Mary said to the angel, How can this be, since I do not know a man? And the angel answered and said to her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the highest will overshadow you. Therefore, also that Holy One who is to be born will be called the Son of God. Now indeed, Elizabeth, your relative, has also conceived a son in her old age, and this is now the sixth month for her, who was called barren. For with God nothing will be impossible. Then Mary said, Behold the maidservant of the Lord, let it be to me according to your word. And the angel departed from her, and I just 
I've got other scriptures, but I just like to point out when I read that particular one that I think of what an amazing woman um, Mary was in that, you know, she's being told about this you know, impossible, mm. impossible thing, and and you know she's 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 never been with a man in that way, and she's saying, how can this happen? And yet at the end, she says, okay, if that's what you've explained to me, Gabriel, then I you know I I believe it. Whatever whatever you say that God has is able to do, then then that's possible. And so, just to remind our listener again, uh, you reading from. Uh, uh, Luke Luke one twenty six to thirty eight is is what I was reading, and that was about the conception of Jesus Christ. Mm. And now um, I'll go on to the part of the story about the um, Christ being born, and this is uh, in Matthew one eighteen to twenty three. Now the birth of Jesus Christ was as follows: after his mother Mary was betrothed to Joseph, before they came together, she was found with child of the Holy Spirit. Then Joseph, her husband, being a just man and not wanting to make her a public example, was minded to put her away secretly. But while he thought about these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take to you Mary, your wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit. And she will bring forth a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. So all this was done that it might be fulfilled which was spoken by the Lord through the prophet, saying, Behold, the virgin shall be with child and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which is translated God with us. So there we have the angel coming to um, Joseph because... You know, as would be normal when, uh, you know, uh, your fiancé comes to you and says, hey, I'm pregnant, um, but it's from God, you know, mm. I'm, I'm going to have, I'm going to have the Messiah. Uh, you know, your average reaction would be, nice try. You've obviously been with somebody mm. else. I want a faithful woman. To, mm. You know, I want to be married to a faithful woman. But the, the angel came along to ensure that, um, that um he will, he will not knew, go that way yes yeah joseph <laughs> knew that she was she wasn't in fact trying to cover her her uh, sin she was in fact uh instead a woman highly favored of god and and here we have more about the actual birth and it came to, and now i'm uh in luke 2 1 to 7 and it came to pass in those days that decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be registered. This census first took place while Quirinius was governing Syria. I hope I pronounced his name correctly. So all went to be registered, everyone to his own city. Joseph also went up from Galilee out of the city of Nazareth into Judea to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David to be registered with Mary, his betrothed wife, who was with child. So it was that while they were there, the days were completed for her to be delivered, and she brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in a swaddling cloths and, sorry, wrapped him in swaddling cloths and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them mm. in the inn. Mm. So there we have the, the, the situation where we have the king of the universe and yet he is born in such a humble situation that he's, that he's 
born in a stable mm. and they placed him in what is used as a trough to to feed the animals, you know. So that's just a picture of Christ's humility from the very beginning. And also, uh, just to add on that, uh, it's uh, a fulfillment of the prophecies, you know. Uh, God foretold uh, lots of things about uh, the coming of Messiah, and his people didn't get it. No, and the very fact, it's really interesting, you know. He, it was foretold that he would come, he would be born in Bethlehem, and it was only because the census was was called. Mm. You know, so many years before, there was a prophecy that the Messiah would come from Bethlehem, and yet it was only because there was that decree that that census would be would be called for that there was a need for Joseph uh, who was from that lineage, from the lineage of David, would need to go up to Bethlehem. And that's where we see there are so many prophecies in the Bible that have been fulfilled, you know, so perfectly with such precision, even though they were foretold so many years before it. And and the birth of Jesus is is just a, another one of them. Absolutely. I, and just on the Bethlehem, a uh, uh, quick um, mm-hmm. um, to complete there, uh, you know, there are two Bethlehems. In, uh, in the region and um, I mean they are quite a distance in between them mm. uh, not easy to mistake and you know I mean you need to travel maybe a day or more uh, from one to the other but this one was mentioned in the Bible Bethlehem Ephrata mm. which is exactly the Bethlehem which was near Jerusalem yeah, yeah, it's just amazing the precision that's in in the Bible. The more I get into the Word, the more I realize just so much wisdom, accuracy, amazing mm. history. You know, there are many things where uh, years gone by they said, oh, you know, the Bible must be a load of rubbish yeah. because, you know, you can't count on it for historical things. And then they found years later that, oops, we got it wrong. We've mm. now fi- found archaeology. Just the last scripture that I want to cover is where we cover about the wise men coming from the east to pay tribute to to Jesus the baby and this is in Matthew 2 1 to 11 now after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king behold wise men from the east came to Jerusalem saying where is he who has been born king of the Jews for we have seen his star in the east and have come to worship him when Herod the king heard this he was troubled and all Jerusalem with him And when he had gathered all the chief priests and scribes of the people together, he inquired of them whether Christ was to be born. So they said to him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for thus it is written by the prophet, But you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are not the least among the rulers of Judah, for out of you shall come a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod, when he had secretly called the wise men, determined from them what time the star appeared, and he sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and search carefully for the young child, and when you have found him, bring back word to me that I may come and worship him also. When they heard the king they departed and behold the star which they had seen in the east went before them till it came and stood over where the young child was when they saw the star they rejoiced with exceedingly great joy and when they had come into the house they saw the young child with mary his mother and fell down and worshipped him and when he had opened their treasured and when they had opened their treasures they presented gifts to him gold frankincense and myrrh Then being divinely warned in a dream 
that they should not return to Herod. They departed for their own country another way. So that's where we have uh, the wise men coming into it, which... um, you know, we many uh, listeners may be aware of this that we have that tradition. We see on the Christmas cards three wise men, but we actually don't know how many there were. And I think um, there's that idea of calling it three wise men uh, because there are three different types of gifts that they mm, present. There may mm, have been three. We don't mm. know. We're not, we're not told. So that's pretty much covers off all of. You know, the main elements of the Christmas story, the heralding of it, uh, and, um, and we also, I didn't go into it, you know, but we also have, uh, just a little further on in, in Matthew, there is, uh, the, the shepherds who they are probably the first witnesses, um, uh, for Jesus, you know they're they're in uh, the they're in the pastures, uh, looking after their sheep, and that's when the angels come and they tell them, you know, don't be scared, you know, we're coming to tell you that you know the Christ has been born, and they say to them, go and tell people about this, and that's what they do. So you know they're some of the first. Witnesses, if you like, uh, who then go and testify uh, for for Jesus. Actually, in Luke two seventeen to eighteen, it says, "Now when they had seen him, they made widely known the saying which was told them concerning this child, and all those who heard it marvelled at those things which were told them by the shepherds." So, the angels chose people who in society would have been seen as lowly people of no stature to actually uh, be those who who testified of being an eyewitness to uh, the the existence of the Messiah that had been heralded by the angels. And it said all those who heard what they had to say marveled at those things which were told them by the shepherds. Yes, so, you indeed. know, God can use any of us in any way to bring others to him. Absolutely right. Absolutely right. Okay, well, look, um, as you said, uh, these are the uh, some scriptures, you know, which we could look at uh, uh, talking about this event, uh, amazing event uh, over 2,000 years ago, which uh, I believe it's more relevant today than maybe even uh, back then, because we are so close now to the second coming of Jesus Christ, and the first coming wouldn't have any meaning, you know, uh, if we are not uh, preparing for the second coming of Jesus Christ. And then, uh, as, as we ask this question, uh, is the Christmas story still relevant today? I mean, uh, um, w- what might people think that, uh, you know, maybe it's no longer relevant? I mean, w- and why? Uh, even though, as I mentioned a bit earlier, uh, people are celebrating Christmas even if they don't have anything to do with God. And that's why many people would think that the Christmas story is no longer relevant. Mm. Because the celebration of Christmas, unfortunately, has become overwhelmingly secular these days. Um, for many people, the Christmas story is Irrelevant mm. in, in Australia, unfortunately, Christians are now in the minority. We know that from the last census that was taken. So, you know, this holy day, I could say, but there again, we celebrate um, 
the birth of Christ on the 25th of December, which uh, I talked about before, about the the shepherds being in the pastures, which is where the uh, angels came to them. Well, we know mm-hmm. that in, in that area of the world, uh, you know, you can only have your animals outside um out, not in a winter season. Mm. In, in winter, usually in those areas, they have stables that actually Correct. the animals live in during that period. So we know that it certainly wasn't uh, in the winter season mm-hmm. for for that uh, area of of the world. So you know, but unfortunately, this what is supposed to be a day which is holy has become completely secular um and in fact i would say that christians have to really work hard not to get pulled into the secular side of it you know people still want to celebrate christmas even if they don't at all believe Mm. in god i've got a girlfriend you you were mentioning the different countries i've got a girlfriend in italy who she is a staunch atheist but she loves christmas Mm -hmm. she gets all giggly over over christmas she she gets so excited about how she's going to decorate the house with santa and all of these things you know and and at one point i i just had to say to her because it was bending my mind a little bit too much because she's so into christmas and i said to her but Angela, this is about the birth of Christ and you don't believe in God. So, you know, what are you celebrating? And really, for her, she's celebrating the whole idea of everyone coming together, um, the idea of having a special um, meal together, um, and just the whole myth of Santa I mean, if that's the like. problem. I mean, that's the biggest problem, I believe, uh, because uh, the replacement, you know, of the uh, real uh, thing, you know, the character of, of this um, uh, period, you know, the birth of Jesus with Santa, for example. Uh, look, people, as you said, people are more interested in how to decorate their homes or not only inside, but outside and everywhere else. Um, and talking about all those, uh, you know, Things which Santa, reindeers, gnomes, all of that kind of thing. And unfortunately, and I hope I don't offend any listener when I say this, I see far too people, far too many people who declare themselves as Christians around this time wearing t shirts Mm. which have got Santa, you know, which have got, you know, gnomes, reindeers, you know, uh, women wearing, you know, Santa, reindeer, whatever, earrings, dangling, all of this kind of stuff. And, you know, I, I, look, I think when we're ignorant about these things, you know, God shuts one eye to it. Mm. But I really implore those out there, especially those who tell the story, others, the, the uh, native story of... But especially those who tell others mm. that they are a Christian. Yeah. I implore you to really take a think about, have a think about how you celebrate Christmas. Yeah. Because I truly believe it's, 
you know, there are those who believe we shouldn't celebrate it at all. Where personally, I'm not for that. I believe that, you know, um, we shouldn't just completely accept defeat, but instead we should stand firm for what we believe uh, this period is celebrating, which is the birth of Christ. Yeah. And I don't believe you can do that without actually coming across like you want your cake and eat it too mm, mm. Um, by declaring yourself a Christian but then getting caught up in all of that stuff. And I know, look, it's 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 very hard and, you know, you'll often be seen as a party pooper, uh, a fundamentalist extremist, all of that kind of stuff, doesn't know how to have a bit of fun, um, takes, a, takes himself or herself too seriously, but... I believe it's a way that we can honour mm-hmm. Christ by um, using this period well and not um, not looking to um, point the finger and, and be awful to people, but just in ourselves, um, you know, standing for what we believe it's about. And, and Tracy, what I believe even a, a more dangerous aspect is that, okay, we may like this, but we send out a message there to some even innocent children, you know, and they will start to grow up learning that this is the normal thing. I mean, we are m- mixing up here truth with, yeah, with error. With error. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, I think if people want to celebrate the end of the year, the tradition of getting the family together over a nice meal, exchanging some gifts to tell the important people in your life how much they are loved, that's all well and good. But when we do all this in a way which takes the name of the Lord in vain, where you're just tagging God onto it, it really means nothing. Mm. I think it's a terrible representation for him to have his name associated with it. L- let's just think about, you know, the thing where people sp- are spending way too much money on gifts, getting themselves into debt to buy gifts which are not necessary. When there are poor who have so little, this really does not represent Christ and his message or give honour to him. I think about when people get themselves drunk. They say things or do things that hurt themselves or others. Now, this doesn't represent Christ and his message or give honour to him. I think about, you know, when we want to have a birthday celebration without holding up and honouring the person whose birthday we're supposed to be honouring. And this is what we do when we celebrate Christmas by in any way acknowledging Santa Claus and his elves and his reindeers rather than Jesus Christ. This does not represent Christ and his message or give honour to him. And I think, you know, as I said before, as Christians, we need to take a really good look at how we do Christmas and see if we think what we are doing is truly holding him up and honouring the fact that he was born and came to this earth as our Deliverer. Yes, I feel the Christmas story is still relevant if we want to make it relevant for us and encourage other Christians to make it the focus of the season. You might ask me, Nick, how can we do that? Um, I think 
we should be looking at, you know, if you take a look and you think, mm, no, I, I really make, need to make some changes, why not create some new traditions for you and your family which centre around Christ and the Christmas story? Perhaps you could have a joint reading of the Christmas story around the dining table before Christmas lunch or dinner is served. You know, this could be followed by a prayer of thanks for Jesus' coming and then maybe ask your guests to share how Christ has worked in their life during the year. Now, that's something you can do when um, everybody's on board and uh, and are Christians. It's it's more difficult, I know, when you have family members who they don't believe or whatever. But you know, if you're holding Christmas uh, celebrations in your home then I truly believe that you should be allowed to uphold what you believe to be correct and mm. people should be tolerant of you as as we need to be tolerant of, of others when we're in their, their homes and perhaps um, talking about some of their faiths that we don't necessarily agree with. I think we really need to rethink the gift-giving thing. Didn't the wise men bring gifts for Jesus? Mm-hmm. So how might we return to that tradition? What can you bring to Christ as your gift for him? I think that's something I was thinking about that earlier today. I'm very disorganized this Christmas because I've been luck I've been fortunate enough to be away on a holiday. Um, but I was thinking about that today, actually. What's going to be my special gift that I bring to Christ uh this Christmas because last year was um, a point where I thought I want that to make that to be a tradition for me mm. that each Christmas I do something on top of what I would normally do uh, as a special uh, recognition and and gift to Jesus but that was just my 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 personal place that that I came to um, I wanted to read out Matthew twenty five thirty seven to forty. And uh, this is the the parable of um, when uh, the Son of Man will judge the nations, and it talks about um, where um, uh, Lord uh, Jesus said, uh, you know, he talked about he talked to one group, so he he divided people between the sheep and the Mm -hmm. goats, and he was talking to. Uh, the sheep, and he said, you know, um, let me just start a little bit earlier, actually. He said, then the king will say to those on his right hand, come, you blessed of my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was hungry and you gave me food. I was thirsty and you gave me drink. I was a stranger and you took me in. I was naked and you clothed me. I was sick and you visited me. I was in prison and you came to me. Then the righteous will answer him saying, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you or thirsty and give you drink? When did we see you a stranger and take you in or naked and clothe you? Or when did we see you sick or in prison and come to you? And the king will answer and say to them, Assuredly, I say to you, inasmuch as you did it to one of the least of these, my brethren, you did it to me. So, um... That's just a suggestion about rethinking and maybe redirecting the whole gift-giving thing. Um, you know, uh, God sees it that um, when we help others, it's it's like being his hands and feet. I think we should also rethink the style of Christmas cards we send to each other because these tell people about 
our, our beliefs? Um, do they acknowledge Christ and the Christian story or are they more the style of the generic European Christmas scenes or even Santa or, you know, you see those Australiana style cards which, you know, have kangaroos and koalas with, with you know, red and white Santa hats and all of that kind of, kind of thing. You know, I, I really believe we need to not be afraid of standing for what we mm. believe, mm. you know. Uh, I think, okay, if you're sending the card to somebody who has a different belief system, fair enough. You know, you put a nice message in the card that, you know, says, you know, wishing you peace, mm. you know, something something lovely that they can that they can grab onto and acknowledge. But that doesn't mean that we can't just in those the style of card that we that we send, we can say well, you might believe this, but this is mm. what I believe. Mm. I think it's important. Yeah, but I, I really like what you said, uh, Tracy, a bit earlier in regard to uh, that decision you personally uh, made to uh, to give a gift to God. And people may say, what can you give to God? You know, <laughs> uh, But w- when you share that, that let's take a moment, let's take an intentional uh, approach in this period of time, to think more of those people, the needy, in in difficult situations, and not only to think, but maybe put our hands in in the pockets and um, you know uh, do something for them, because as you just said, Tracy, we may not realize right now that uh, helping those people actually we we fulfilling the gospel, fulfilling the scripture which Jesus said that doing that to any of those uh, little known mm. people, actually mm. you did it to me mm-hmm. the prince of universe mm-hmm. God in heaven, you know what mm-hmm. I mean and that's amazing, you know, mm. to think that you can really give a gift to God yeah, and I think um, you know, Jesus when he was here, he told us that you're always going to have the poor. Mm. You know, he, he, he didn't kind of, you know, get ahead of a social justice movement and go, you know, we've mm. got to eliminate this, we've got to fix it. Instead, he, he talks about the need for our hearts to change. And when your heart changes, you are more disposed to think of others and what their needs might be. You know, people might say, well, trying to do that at Christmas is, is really hard. And that's why I say about maybe a need to rethink the whole gift-giving mm. paradigm and turn it on its head. You won't have the money to be able to help out the poor maybe if you're still, you know, buying expensive gifts for everybody, you know. Um, and, um, you know, things like I don't know whether you've been involved with this at at all, Nick. But I've, I've, um, I've uh, probably for about the last five years just um, boycotted it at my job completely, where they have these secret Santa things. Mm-hmm. Um, one because I don't think it represents my beliefs very well, and two because a lot of the time they do it in such a way that you've got to buy something really cheap, and in the end you end up buying something that you know 
you're not even sure who you're buying for. Sometimes you're sure who you're buying for, but it ends up being something that nobody really needs mm. anyway. Mm. And so in the end, it really is just a waste of money, yeah. you know. So use that money. Think about, you know, your money and your ability to earn money comes from God. This is a great time to, to give back. Yes, indeed, indeed, Tracy. Well, look, we'll take a short break here right now and um, we'll, we'll play a song. And, you know, we're talking about gifts here and uh, how to even give to God a gift. But how important it is to remember again the amazing gift was, was given to us all. And that's about our Lord Jesus Christ. We are going to have a song here, Born. Uh, beneath these stars and that's talking about the the nature of uh, man and uh, the nature of Jesus as a man, born as a man on this uh, planet Earth let's listen to this uh, song by uh, uh, Justin McRoberts and we'll be back soon, my dear friends stay with us because we are coming with the offer which we have for the days right after the song This program is made possible by the support of Adventist World Radio.
back. This is Fate FM Drive Time, BQ&A with uh, Nick Rita and Tracy Papandreou. We have a very uh, special edition today. We are talking about uh, uh, is Christmas still relevant today? And just before the break, we were um, uh, talking about um, certain things. I mean, after we look into the scripture to have a bit of a background about this uh, amazing event you know of the birth of our lord jesus christ and the condition and all those things uh, but then we talked about uh, how easily we can fall into just tradition and uh, uh, commercial things you know uh, people celebrating christmas don't even know what's uh, all about uh, then we talked about you know how uh, many people are putting more emphasis on uh, santa claus and uh, other things and decorations and and this involves of course uh, our little ones children in particular because i remember when i was a child this was one of the the most uh, uh, expected thing in the whole year you know i was looking forward for months and months for this period of time and with great expectation you know that what i'll find in my little uh, boots there or whatever you know but then we looked into uh, this that you know god wants us to know and to understand that the gift of heaven for us all is that Jesus was born again, that I may live with him forever. Because we were under this condition of sin. And, uh, you know, uh, the Bible says that uh, 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 the wages of sin, it's death. But Jesus came down to rescue us, to pay the price for us, and then um, we can be with him forever, in eternity. And I believe how important is this to children in particular, to know that, to be taught about this, this amazing story, um, not just about those you know, glamorous things, you know, what happens around Christmas and so on and so forth. And I think, Tracy, you, you touched on, uh, on these aspects quite a bit, uh, before the break, uh, uh, sharing even yourself how you, uh, you made a decision, you know, that you want to give a gift to God every year, uh, this period of time and to be more, um, you know, more, open-hearted, if you like, or uh, maybe use other words, if you like, Tracy that you'll assist for the needs of people. And you quoted the Bible, you know, how Jesus says, when you did all those things, you did it to me. Now, I said just before the break that uh, we have an offer also today. And my dear friends uh, uh, listening, thank you for your patience. Uh, but I'm coming to this book now. It's about knowing Jesus Knowing God by David Marshall. It's a wonderful book uh, and you'll enjoy this read, but maybe for this uh, time, for this season, you may want to read it maybe in the, with family when you have a bit of extra time. Why not to uh, claim this offer which we have for today? You only, you, you need only to send us a text message and the code for this offer is SA150. S A one five zero. Please uh, put that uh, code uh, and send it to us. The number is zero four triple eight eight zero eight double one. We are uh, waiting for that uh, um, claim, and I believe you'll enjoy this read too. 
Tracy, in the um, time we have left here a bit, I, I wonder if we could talk maybe a little bit more about uh, this aspect of how we celebrate uh, Christmas and uh, how can we reflect this, uh, you know, looking back into the Bible, you know, the real thing, and maybe what we do every day in uh, in terms of decoration and uh, setting up all sorts of parties, you know, because we have those innocent young people watching us what we're doing. Mm. I mean, is that relevant what we're doing or what, what would you like to say in this regard? Well, I think um, with everything we do, actions speak louder than words. Mm. And, you know, you can say something, but how you live is what people pay attention to. Mm. And uh, children are no, are no different, actually. Um, you know, I think um, as, as, as parents, parents are told to train up a child. You know, they have a, a, a really uh, important responsibility. And, and God has given you that child or those children um, as, if you like, custodian for him for a certain amount of, amount of time. Uh, and and I just think um, it's important how we um, what we teach them around this as well, you know. And um, so often there's children's parties that have got Santa and all of that mm-hmm. kind of thing. And I think personally, you know, uh, adults should think about whether they allow their children to participate mm. in those things. Mm. You know, I've I've heard people say, you know, that you you would deny a child that beautiful experience at Christmas. Um, but what we're doing is we're uh, causing children to focus on the consumerism side mm-hmm. of it. How, how how often actually have you heard this used as a bribe? You know, you better be good, otherwise Santa's not going to bring you what you what you want. You know, and there's uh, often families go as far as a tradition of putting some cookies um, and milk. When I say that, that makes me think that's probably very American. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm even calling it cookies, um, but but they. Do that. I've heard somebody who they're more into health. They left. Car- oh no, mm. they left carrots out for the reindeer. That's right. Um, and they like to get involved in these, you know, quote unquote, cute kind of things around the Santa d- tradition. Um, why not find some lovely traditions that you can set up with your children mm. that can help them to focus on Jesus and his birth and what that was all about. Um, I know from when I was living in Italy that um, uh, some uh, people who are believers, they have a different way of celebrating Christmas. They still do all the gifts and everything, but they tell the children that baby Jesus brought them the gifts. Mm. You know, so again, it's this whole twisted kind of kind of thing, you know, and, and I don't think there's anything wrong with buying maybe, you know, one or two little gifts for a child to say, this is because we love you and we want you know, to to make you know how much you are loved today. Yes. You know, you, I guess you could do that if you if you wanted to. But I really believe it's a good thing to, from a young age, help children to understand that this is about how, what a wonderful gift we've been given, the chance to be saved because God loved us so much mm. 
that he gave his son in our place so that we would have the opportunity to live a wonderful eternal life with him and maybe create some lovely traditions around a special lunch or something, something like that, which, which puts aside the focus of the gifts, mm. I think, is an important thing. You know, I'm, I'm reminded of a couple of scriptures around this. John 1, 14, And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. And that one that we hear quoted so often, John 3.16, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten, begotten Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. So we can use this time to focus on what amazing grace what amazing love God has for for everyone, really. And the important thing is for us to grab hold of that gift. With any gift, you've got mm. to take hold of it. Yes, absolutely. You know, and we have to grab hold of that. I, I just personally believe that we really, as Christians, need to really rethink how how we do Christmas and be sure that it represents our beliefs. That's wonderful. Well, thank you so much, Tracy, for uh, sharing with us uh, on this um, very important uh, topic. You know, um, the whole world, actually, it's uh, gearing into uh, all sorts of things uh, as Christmas is um, all about. And, uh, yeah, thank you for sharing uh, today and bringing those passages in the Bible. Uh, and I, I love... Uh, how you put it, you know, even from John uh, chapter one and then uh, John chapter three, um, to really understand what's the essence of uh, this, not just uh, following into the tradition of man and n- not even uh, stopping and thinking what's all about. And as we said at the beginning of this uh, broadcast, uh, Tracy, there are many people who may not be able to really uh, gather together, come around the table with maybe some nice food, um, they will be, you know, running for their lives. Mm, and, sometimes uh, at very sad times yes, for people. Yes, absolutely. And particularly when, when you're thinking of this, wow, look at myself and my condition when so many people are singing nice carols and do those things. We really want to think about those people, mm-hmm. and I would love to maybe just say a prayer for uh, for them uh, right now. Dear Father in heaven, we thank you so much for the amazing gift you gave us through the mm-hmm. birth of Jesus Christ, that he came to live among uh, us all uh, in the same nature like us, uh, tempted in all things, as the Bible says, but without sin, because he was on the mission to save us to redeem us, to give us a new beginning, then we'll be able to live with you forever. Dear Father in heaven, there may be people right now that they are suffering, that they are, um, you know, in great turmoil. Please, Father, stretch your hands around them during this time of the year. Bless them, encourage them, help them, assure them, Lord, that you are the God who created us all 
and you'll never leave us, never forsake us. We just need to trust in you to place ourselves under your care and you'll do the rest. Thank you for uh, being with us for the whole year, helping us to broadcast and please be with us as we continue to do this for your glory. In Jesus' name I prayed. Amen. Amen. Well, again, our time is up for uh, today. Um, I hope you have a very good time, my dear friends, uh, around this period of time. Uh, and uh, why not to contact us? You know, you can say uh, hello to us and wish us uh, some, whatever you like. Uh, the phone number is zero four triple eight a zero eight double one. May God richly bless you. Yeah, join us again next time. Light in my